Hello, and welcome to the Game Nexus Podcast Episode 3. It's our big E3 blowout edition. I am Inufe, as always, and joining me today, as normal, is Game Master 14. Yep. That's you. Alright, so, uh, let's not dilly-dally since there's a lot of stuff that went down last week, and let's get straight to the game announcements. You and, said dilly-dally. Yeah, I said dilly-dally. Kind of like dongle. Dongle dilly-dally? Close enough. Alright. So, we're just kind of going to run through this, how the press conferences actually happened. So, first up was Microsoft. Um, Did you love the way they kicked off that press conference? Yeah, I just thought that was the dumbest thing, that, that, uh, what's his name, Peter Moore, and then they were playing the rock band, and... I thought it was kind of dumb, honestly. But you got to admit, Peter Peter Moore is the best out of the three big executives. He's better than Reggie, and he's better than Kaz. Reggie. Reggie's just like, you think you like whack-a-mole? We'll try Zap-a-Zombie. Oh, my God. It was so <laughs> bad. We'll, we'll get to okay, that well, part let's, later. Let's go on but, with Microsoft now. But basically, for those who didn't watch, they were like, all right, here's five random fans from... Illinois that like Halo and they're gonna play the Halo song and I'm like why the fuck do I care <laughs> and I'm like this is horrible and I'm like this is kind of like it's made to be put on TV it went on for like two whole minutes yeah and then it was like oh please stop I don't care about the lady with the huge butt playing violin and then the huge biggest blunder of E3 happened shortly after Peter Moore decides it would be a good idea to bring Rock Band on the stage, right? To play it and show kind of yeah. how it plays with four people, because not a lot of people have seen that. And so, first of all, they had this enormous fat chick singing. And it was just like you could see her fat rolls go up and down when she was bending over and singing, and it was kind of disgusting. But the best Dude, part... Dude, you like the fat chick, admit it. Oh, we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into the fat chick story. Okay. So, basically... Peter Moore, while playing Rock Band, accidentally pauses the game. Right? He pauses the yep. game because he's failing on easy, and he's going to, like, they were all going to lose if he didn't pull it up. So he was like, oh, I'm going to restart, I'm going to restart. That's what he was thinking from the interviews I heard that he did later. Huh. And, he w- and so basically they were like, unpause it, unpause it. And so somehow he miraculously didn't lose and came back finally but it was probably the biggest probably one of the biggest blunders of Microsoft's E3 press conference that went down. Still not as bad as Giant Enemy Crab. Or Ridge Racer! Yeah, that was quite horrible. Oh gosh. I don't know what was worse. Giant okay, Enemy let's, Crab. Okay, let's, so let's, let's get right on. down to it. Um, I think I gotta give it to Microsoft because this is their year. This is their year to really punch Sony and Nintendo in the nuts and say, "Look at look at all the software we got. You guys ain't got jack shit." Yeah, you're definitely right on that because every just about everything, of course, except for Resident Evil Five that Microsoft showed, is coming out in yeah. 2007. Well, there was a quick snippet towards the end when they were like, oh, and here's a couple of games we're not really going to talk about them coming out in 08. They were like in Two Human and Alan Wake and a couple other things. But they didn't really talk about them much. They were just kind of like, yeah, they're coming. Don't worry about it. 
The only thing I thought that showing only 2007 games, it just seemed like they were no real big surprises. No, unless you count Viva Pinata Party Animals. And nobody cares about that. Oh, I'm sure except those. For you. I'm sure those guys at One Up are going to be jerking off Viva Pinata Party Animals, because if they, because <laughs> as much as they jerked off the first Viva Pinata, yeah, I know it's not the same game, but god damn it. For like four or five weeks constantly, they talk about that damn game for 30 minutes in their podcast, non-stop, every week. <laughs> and I was getting so sick of Eva Pinata, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I actually end up selling the game, just so I wanted it out of my house, so I didn't have to think about it. And you didn't get the Disgustingly Ugly Collector's Edition? I had, at the very beginning, I had the Disgustingly Ugly Collector's Edition, but then I traded it away for Call of Duty 3, which was probably a mistake, because that game was probably worse than Viva Pinata. Yeah, I heard that was the shitty one. Well, yeah. what did you think of the games that Microsoft showed off? Um, I thought they were, uh, overall, they definitely have the strongest lineup for software in 2007, and they know it. I mean, they've got some killer titles. I mean, in August, they've got Bioshock and Blue Dragon. In September, you've got the Juggernaut, the Halo 3. And sales-wise, I mean, nothing else can really even come close to that game and think about selling any copies. Um, Don't forget Eternal Sonata. Eternal Sonata in the beginning of the month, so hopefully it won't get cannibalized as much. But you know what I think's funny? You know that game, uh, Blackside Area 51? Yeah. They think that coming out same week as Halo 3, they're going to piggyback sales on top of Halo 3. They're going to be like... I played, I played the demo of that game... And uh, it's it's all right. It's 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 nothing spectacular. It's not something I pay sixty dollars for. It's something I pay like fifteen twenty bucks for maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like you know it doesn't feel like a bad shooter. It just feels like one of those kind of run of the mills, a little bit average, more run of the mill. But the only th- only thing it's got going for it is it looks great because it's running on Unreal Three. It does, but when I played that demo, there were a couple frame rate problems. But I'm not going to knock them because the game was pretty far off when that demo came out. And the demo was only, like, 30 seconds long. I mean, if you blinked, you'd miss the demo. Huh. So, um, what did you think of their game? At, uh, games they had coming for Xbox? The one game that I was definitely impressed about was uh, Assassin's Creed. That The real-time demo they gave looked awesome. D, what was more awesome, Assassin's Creed or the chick that demoed it? They were both pretty awesome. They were. The only thing that I didn't like is when he killed that guy and he floated in midair. Although they did they did go on to say on some of the G4 coverage that the build that they were showing was a little bit like older, but it's a workable build and all the problems you saw were already ironed out. Okay. But are they still going to keep that weird fuzzy like Binary matrix codish like coding on the characters. I noticed when like 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 guy highlighted something, they'd have that really weird like matrix looking out blue outline on the guy. I mean that like completely took me out of the setting when I saw that. Other than that, I had no gripes about the game at all. Yeah, that was a bit strange. I kind of liked the uh, the way the crowd was. It was you know it's just like um, like not prescripted or anything, and people will just like walk and. Um, you don't want your dude to knock over the pots the ladies were holding and stuff. Yeah, that was that was awesome. It, it, that really felt like one of those big chase scenes in a movie where you know you're going after the guy and it's awesome because you can just when you just jump on top of the guy and that blade comes out from underneath your arm and you jab it right in his neck and you kill him. 
the good thing to know is that there's actually actual combat in the game, and it's not just like assassin's stealth kills, and that's all. Yeah, I hate games where it's just like stealth kill after stealth kill, and there's no action. Like Tenchu. You mean like Tenchu? Yeah. Yeah, like Tenchu. It's if you even try to play that game action based, it's so horrendous that it you probably want to gnaw your eyes out with a nail filer than to continue <laughs> to play that game. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it isn't too good with the action. So, uh, other than Assassin's Creed, anything else that struck you as, wow, this game looks pretty good? It's on my radar now, but definitely wasn't before this show. Well, nothing else like that, but uh, more so with Lost Odyssey. That game is still looking as great as ever. Yeah, it does. What I think is really strikes me as awesome with Lost Odyssey is the storyline. It's how you're this thousand-year-old guy that hasn't is basically immortal and hasn't died and it's all about these relationships he's built and then but then forgot them over then then thousand years and so he's trying to remember what the heck's going on and stuff it definitely sounds like quite a deep game much deeper than it originally had seemed when you first saw the shots yeah and that demo they they were showing looked a lot better and a little, a little prettier than the one they showed at uh uh, what was it, GDC? TGS. Or is it TGS or GDC? Yeah, TGS. Yeah, I thought they showed something at TGS. Yeah, yeah, the one they showed at TGS last year. It looked a lot better than that. Um, they're saying it's going to try to ship this year, but I really think the only one that could come out is December. Cause yeah, it's a possibility. I he- actually heard it, it, the biggest possibility was December. Yeah, because it seems like in you know, October you get Grand Theft Auto 4. You don't want to get near that, because anything that gets near Grand Theft Auto is going to get killed. Did you hear all the buzz on the message boards? A lot of the PS3 fans were saying the reason the 360 version was getting downloadable content is the whole game can't fit on the disc. Oh my god. And of course the thing is, the downloadable content for the 360 version is exclusive, since both of the the disc retail copies will be identical. Yeah, since Microsoft paid, you know, what Bill Gates probably spends on donuts in two days for for their downloadable content. Yeah. They really did go all out with that. Yeah, I mean, $50 million. I mean, if you ask me, it seems like that $50 million was more of a premature bid to buy out Take-Two than it was just for the uh, downloadable content. Yeah, you never know. You might see uh, Manhunt 2 exclusively on uh, 360 in the future. Well, imagine if Grand Theft Auto is exclusive to Windows and Xbox. That would be awesome. I would definitely go for that. I mean, that would be a juggernaut. That would be like a killer. That would be like the sword and the testicles to Sony. Another thing that really surprised me was the uh, Gears of War PC version. It looked really, really solid. Like, I'm so glad we're getting a version with shit the console players didn't get. And I love it how the console players are continuing to bitch about how they want it, and it's not fair that the PC people get it, and the early adopter 360 people are getting fucked over. The only thing that was kind of like so-so, sure there's going to be some decent added-on stuff, but it's one of those things. Do I really want to spend 50 more dollars on this game, or do I just want to wait until it goes down in price? Wait till it... I'm, personally, I'm going to wait till it goes... There's gonna wait till it goes down in price because there's so much holiday stuff it's unbelievable this year it's probably the biggest year since like 2004 for holidays since you know 2004 was like that year where a ton of stuff came out i mean uh 2004 if i remember right didn't ninja gaiden first come out 2004 
Or is it 2005? I thought it was 2003. Or is it 2000? I know they delayed it a ton of times. Yeah, they delayed that game more than any game ever. Yeah. Um, more than Two Human? Two Human was supposed to be the original PS1 game, and it's still not out. Oh, wow, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Dyack, the guy of Silicon Knights, originally said, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Uh, PlayStation 1 game. I can go back and find the IGN previews for when it was going to be a PS1 game. So that I, would, I think that I wouldn't game. doubt some of my uh, old magazines probably have those previews in them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, that might be one of the longest games in development ever. That and Duke Nukem, but Duke Nukem's a joke at this point. I don't think it's ever going to come out. I think Duke Nukem will have a 2008 release. Personally, I I think earliest 09. I guess time will tell on that one. Yes. So. Basically, back to Ma- uh, back to Lost Odyssey, it kind of has to come out in December, because in November you have Mass Effect, which is a pretty damn big game also, coming out. Yeah, you don't want to uh, piggyback with something like that. No. that's I mean, that's going to be a huge RPG game, and you, nobody you can't really put another RPG game up against that in the same month. You'll just cannibalize sales again. Of course, the, the good thing is we're finally getting some fighting games. Virtual Fighter 5 in... They said fall now. They're no, yeah. they didn't like uh, put a definite date on that. Yeah, I'm thinking October for Virtual Fighter Five. So that gives me like a couple more months to get really good at the PS3 version because I just bought the PS3 version. Yes, uh, and Yufe went and spent thirty five dollars on the PS3 version just because he can. Just because I wanted something to play on my PS3. Since there's really nothing except for uh, Virtual Fighter and uh, Sigma. And Resistance is a pretty good game, too. I'm probably going to pick up Resistance for the Night is Over because it's $40 on Amazon today, which is not a bad deal. $40, no tax, free shipping. And, of course, the uh, the big one, the one I'm maybe a little bit more excited about than even Virtual Fighter is Soul Calibur Four coming out quarter one, 2008. It, no, it's not. Is it quarter one? I thought it was fall 08. I could have swore they said in the beginning of 08. I was watching. Yeah, I was watching the One Up show. They had a special on it where they showed the interviews where they went into Japan and interviewed the Soul Calibur team, and they said the game looked really solid for being more than a year off. So I know for a fact that uh, Legends is in November for some reason. Yeah, because Legends is just a stupid, wee piece of shit port that no one yeah, really just cares a waggle about. Game. Yeah, I. The, the more and more I see the Wii, the more and more I start to hate it. Well, anything else uh, on the 360 you want to comment about? How ugly is the new uh, Halo Xbox? It looks like puke and shit combined. The color is the most atrocious thing I've ever seen. I know. It's really, really bad. As I had told you before, I thought the... Halo 1 Xbox One console looked awesome with the transparent green. That was an awesome freaking console. Yes. Kind of like the uh, Dead or Alive Online Kasumi Chan console, the that, transparent blue one released in Japan. I still want one of those. Those things still go for a shitload of money on eBay. You hardly ever see one either because yeah. it was a limited edition of like, f- I think, 5,000 pieces. Yeah. If I if I ever, when I make my trip to Japan, if I ever see one there, I'm picking one up and taking it back with me. I don't care we if I can't play We need to go together and get two. Oh, we do. Yes. And we need to buy all those awesome 
uh, Japanese games that we never get over here. Metal Wolf Chaos, where you're the president fighting off evil. Yes. And then you can play that, and then I'll play Bad Dudes, because I'm a bad enough dude to say the president. <laughs> so, moving right along, um, speaking of being a bad enough dude, did you think Nintendo was a bad enough dude to take the show with their press conference? No, I thought their press conference was pitiful. Basically, at least the first 20 minutes, if not more, was Reggie just uh, trying to convince you how well the Wii's doing and yeah. how well it's going to do. And how many YouTube videos were made. Exactly. <laughs> Those were the dumbest things. It's like, eh, look, Nintendo, Nintendo, talking old and Nintendo system. It pissed me off so much because it's like, here's this random fucking family that doesn't play games. And you know what? We're going to let them play Super Mario Sunshine. And it's like, you know how many real fucking people that play video games want to play that game? And you fucking give it to some random Joe Schmo family and his fucking five adopted kids? <laughs> and it's like, you know, fucking give it to real people. Don't do this pissy ass, oh, we love the casuals. You know what? Fuck those casual people. If it wasn't for us core gamers, Nintendo wouldn't even be in business. Well, speaking of Mario, what did you think of Super Mario Galaxy? I am quite disappointed by it. I thought it would be more than what it was. I'm still not sold on this whole gravity mechanic, because every time I've seen gravity in a game kind of factor into the gameplay, it's just turned out to be really wonky and awkward feeling. And I, I have full faith in Nintendo that they can pull it out, because they pulled out some of the weirdest feeling games that actually kind pull of work. Out. I mean, I have faith that, you know, Miyamoto knows what the hell he's doing. And but the simple fact is, I saw that uh, that trailer, and I thought it looked like the biggest piece of shit that ever came out of his ass. You're right. I'd rather have a Pikmin sequel. Which, of course, Pikmin was an awesome game. The graphics in uh, Galaxy look no better than Sunshine, which is sad. That's really sad that they don't look any better than Sunshine. Maybe even a little worse. Bad trailer, maybe. You never know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it looked better on in 480p on uh, in progressive scan because I remember. I don't think Sunshine had progressive scan. If I remember correctly, I still need to play through all of Sunshine. I haven't got into that game yet. Yeah, I like to play through that game, but it's one of those games. It's like I pick it up every once in a while, and then it's kind of like. Yeah, this game is kind of fun, but I'd rather play that game, you know what I mean? Yeah, like Metroid Prime. Have you played any of the Metroid Prime games? I've I've tried so many times to get into the first Metroid Prime oh game, but God, it's always it's like so something else gets my hard. attention. It's so hard, because it's just like, okay, go here, do this, come back to the very beginning, and you can do this. It's just like a giant fetch quest of a game where you shoot things, and you fall into pits of lava, and you frantically try to jump back up onto a platform, but you can't see where the fuck you're jumping, so you just end up dying, and because shit's shooting at you at the same time you're trying to jump back up. I think Nintendo should make a, uh, a side-scrolling Metroid game for the, the quote-unquote next generation, if you really even consider Wii next generation. Wii's, even the DS would be nice. Wii is new gen. If I had a 2D Metroid on, you know, DS, I'd be happy as a pig and shit. I mean, that's what I really want. I mean... Even if it was a 2.5D game like uh, New Super Mario Brothers was, you know, like oh, with the yeah. 3D graphics and the regular side-scrolling. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. Kind of like what they're doing with the uh, that new Dracula Castlevania Chronicles game that's coming out. 
or what the yeah, hell that it's game called. Looks awesome. Yeah, it does. It looks really good for a PSP game. Um, so Brawl they announce December third. Do you think it's too late in the year to get a bunch bunch of sales? It very well may be, but it's one of those things. All the fanboys are going to buy that game. A lot of fanboys will buy the system just for that game. Speaking of fanboys, did you find it funny how, like, if you watch the old E3 press conferences, they would pause on purpose because there'd be so many Nintendo fanboys. There'd be, like, rabid cheering and crying whenever they announced something that they would build in those pauses to their press conferences, and it just seemed like the awkwardest moments, and then it's a new one, because there was no Nintendo fanboys there, and everyone was just quiet. And Reggie was like, We are happy to announce that Super Smash Bros. Brawl is not coming out next year. Not the year after. But this year, on December 3rd. And there's just these long, awkward silences. <laughs> and it was funny because I listened to the One Up Yours podcast, and the one guy that was live-blogging it was sitting at an angle where you could see the teleprompter that Reggie was reading off of, and it would say, like, a line, and then say, like, short pause. And it would be, like, one sentence, or, like, half of a sentence would be, like, short pause, long pause, wait for applause, wait for cheering. And there was no applause or cheering when he was doing this. Yeah, of course, because all it is is industry guys and... People in the industry, it's not like it's yeah. it's fanboys or anything who yeah. are going to make a big deal about it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of sad I never got to go to the old E3, because I always wanted to see the uh, proverbial running of the nerds, where they would open up the E3 gates, and you'd see these massive flood of Nintendo fanboys just run as fast as they could to the Nintendo booths to play whatever was there. Because, like, from what I've heard on the pod, uh, like journalist podcasts and stuff, like one-ups and game spots. Like, they say it was one of the most craziest things you've ever seen in your life. It sounds like this tornado's coming at you of this legion of, like, 250 rabid fanboys who just come roaring down this huge hall. Like, it, like somebody let bulls into the, uh, into the convention center. And, of course, another thing that's lacking is all the swag. Well, I saw some swag. Um, on Kotaku this uh, this evening when I was looking over it, NCSoft gave out um, iPod Nanos. I guess they saved some money when they didn't hire bands and fire-eating people that they bought iPod Nanos and gave them to people. Um, yeah, but it's still one of those. Yeah. It's still one of those things. It's just like um, sure they'll give out some things, but you don't see the yeah. uh, useless foam crap and the uh, stupid plastic doohickeys and stuff that are just like. It's useless yeah. stuff, but it's, like, stuff people want. Yeah. Um, I did see something, though. Uh, what was it? You know those Microsoft cushions they were giving out at the uh, E3 press conference for everyone to sit on? Yeah. Those are up on eBay, and they're going for pretty good money from what I hear already. Oh, wow. Which is kind of surprising to me. Which, um, I don't know if you watch any movies of people playing that Wii Fit game that they just announced. If you watch, they had to put booties on their feet before they'd let them get on the Wii board. And the booties huh. said Nintendo on them. And so That's funny. supposedly they put them up on somebody put them up on eBay and they're getting a shitload of money already. Oh wow. It's kinda like if you just put anything like if you put a label on it says Nintendo, it'd fucking go for a ton of money. Speaking of the Wii Fit, what do you think of that? Personally, I could care less. 
because I know I'm a lazy bastard, and I know I don't want to get up and play, you know, and jump around and look like a jackass when I play my video games. But nonetheless, Wii Fit is ingenious from a marketing and a sales standpoint. You think about it. You think about all the hype that the Wii has created over the times and all these talk shows and getting on and how it's getting gamers off the couch and getting them to do stuff, you know, with Wii Sports and several of the other games they've created. I think Wii Fit is taking all that positive hype they've got and just taking it to the next level of income and revenue and sales and creating this hype even higher that they've already got. I mean, can you see, like, just Reggie going on to, like, Oprah with this Wii Fit thing and showing how it's going to help lose weight and track your BMI or whatever? I mean, it's just going to be ingenious because it's going to appeal to all these alpha moms as a new term. But, of course, you know that uh, none of the actual fat gamers that it's targeted to are actually going to give a shit because we're going to be too busy playing, like, Grand Theft Auto and Virtual Fighter to want to get up and do Wii Fit. Honestly, I could give a shit less about this thing, but I can admire it from, like, a business and sales standpoint, how it's this ingenious idea of they've got this American crowd, they know the Americans are fat, they know they need to get them off the couch and get them working. Another thing I thought was kind of disappointing about Nintendo was no online in Metroid Prime 3. I find no online in Metroid Prime 3 to be one of the worst announcements of this year. Possibly worse than the faux PS3 price drop. I mean, honestly... We'll we'll talk about that one later, of course. But, honestly, no online in a game like that? That's not just unexcusable. I mean, how hard is it to code online for that? I mean, Nintendo's got their own servers set up for the shit. It's not like Retro Studios has to host their own servers. So, I mean, what comes the big deal? Why could... I mean, even if you just tacked on the multiplayer, it's not like they had anybody would discredit it because they'd all be talking about the single player. I mean, well, speaking of online, at least one of their titles will be online, which would be Mario Kart Wii, which I find to be a dumbed-down version of Double Dash. Yeah, with no um, double dashing. Yeah, just kind of dashing with no doubles. Wonder if it's based on Mario Kart GP arcade games at all. Uh, looks kind of like it. It kind of does. It almost kind of almost looks like a graphically updated version of Mario Kart 64. And of course, everyone's favorite part, the Wii Wheel. Which is just a rip-off of a Ubisoft peripheral that came out at the Wii launch. Although, you gotta agree with me, the Wii Wheel looks like a baby's toy on one of those mobile things. Yeah, that it does. Like little kid, yeah, on. yeah. Like in the Simpsons, it, like in the Simpsons intro, when Maggie's like trying to steer the car or whatever... It looks just and like yes, that. yes, everyone, when I, said, when I said when the kid turns the wheel, I did the thing with my arms right then. Oh, my just gosh. Just in case everyone wanted to know. <laughs> you know, you can't see me at all, but I did it. Speaking of The Simpsons, did you see that Simpsons game? It actually looks it, halfway decent. It looks like... I think it's going to be really cool because instead of being, like, based off the series or whatever and trying to do all this stuff, it's making fun of video games and video parodies. Video game parodies. Like, it's got a game called, I think, called Sitar Hero instead of Guitar Hero. It's Doesn't it also uh, knock off uh, God of War? And Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. 
So I find that to be, like, really cool. And they're going through all these licensing things to make sure that it's all right if they do this, which I think, you know, I think they'll be fine with it. I mean, I don't see any big problems with it. And, of course, Matt Groening will be the actual boss at the end of the game. Which is, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. I really do. I think people aren't going to suspect this thing to be good. That makes me think of Simpsons Doom when Flanders was a boss and he's like, I'm a murdered alerterer! <laughs> I hear this is the 20th Simpsons game they've made. Oh my god. And it's kind of funny that only two of them have been actually decent. That would be Hit and Run and the arcade game, correct? Exactly. You know what would be awesome? What? Simpsons arcade game, four-player co-op, Xbox Live Arcade. Yes, Microsoft, do that. You hear us. You hear us on this cheap-ass podcast. We want you to do that right now. Go ahead. Stop listening, Microsoft, right now and do it. You know what? You know what else they need to do? It's fucking Monopoly on Xbox Live Arcade. With downloadable boards and downloadable themes like Star Wars Monopoly, Star Trek Monopoly, Microsoft Monopoly, Bill (laughs) Gates-opoly. Microsoft destroys Apple Monopoly. I mean, all sorts of things they could do. I mean, think about the downloadable content things. If people are paying fucking $6.25 for three songs in Guitar Hero, you could charge them $5 a board. Microsoft Windows, who the hell wants Linux Monopoly? Exactly. Steve Ballmer Monopoly? Yep. I mean, there's so many things they could do. I mean, Peter Moore Monopoly, Major Nelson Monopoly... Master Chef Monopoly. Oh, gosh, it's un- un- unreal. Viva Pinata Monopoly. I mean, just think of all the shit they could whore out. Grand Theft Auto I would, Monopoly. I would definitely buy Dead or Alive Monopoly. I would, too, but I don't think we'd see Dead or Alive, because I don't feel it's a big enough franchise for them to make Monopoly board out of. I'd send Itagaki a letter and tell him to do it, or else. Yeah. He'd be scared. He would be scared. I'd say, He'd dear shake. Tomonobu, please make us uh, Dead or Alive Monopoly. You know we all want it. <laughs> Did you ever watch that one-up show where they uh, interviewed him in that sushi restaurant? No, I didn't see that. That was It was pretty cool. They were all talking, uh, sitting around talking about the future fighting games and talking about what they wanted to see and stuff and what he wanted to do. And he was talking about Dragon Sword and stuff and how he feels like it's actually the first actual good use of the DS and stuff. And... How he said, this is the quote when he said, he doesn't want to show Ninja Gaiden 2 yet, because when he shows it, it's going to dishearten developers and disappoint them so much that they're going to quit their jobs when they see it. They're just going to give up. In other words, it's going to be so good that they'll never make anything as good as that. Exactly. Which, I think Edgaki likes to talk out of his ass a lot of the times. But, but Ninja Gaiden 1 was, like, freaking awesome. Ninja Gaiden 1 was a tie for the my favorite game of last generation. What is it tie with? Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah, that game. Um, so, that's probably why my two most look-forward-to games right now, even though we have no idea when Ninja Gaiden 2 is coming, is Ninja Gaiden 2 and Resident Evil 5. And speaking of Resident Evil 5, what did you think of that trailer that they showed up? It uh, it looked pretty cool, but the thing is, it tells us, like, um, almost nothing. Well, it kind of reconfirms that uh, Chris is going to be the protagonist. 
I mean, I'm almost dead sure that that's Chris. I hope this is not Chris's blood. <laughs> so, other than that, we know it's going to be in the daytime, kind of in the heat with a bunch of black zombies. So I think they're going to be voodoo zombies because they've done, like, virus zombies and then they've done, like, parasite alien kind of zombie things with Resident Evil 4. And I think they might be moving on to voodoo zombies. I'm sorry for my lack of manners. I'm not used to escorting men. (laughs) So, I just hope Resident Evil 5 will be as good, if not better, than Resident Evil 4. We can all hope, but it's got a a lot to live up to. It's kind of like Ninja Gaiden 2. If that game isn't awesome, all the fans will be pissed. I know, we'll talk about how it's the worst game ever, even though it's probably a really good game compared to 95% of the games that are out there. Well, moving on with Nintendo, what did you think of the Wii Zapper? The Wii Zapper is an overpriced piece of plastic shit that does not deserve the Zapper name. Yeah, that Zapper is that gun I got sitting over there that's like awesome and lets me play Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, Wild Gunman, and all those cool games on the NES. Exactly. It doesn't let me... Hey, you know what's cooler than whack-a-mole? <laughs> Zap-a-zombie. <laughs> Did you that hear Reggie so say that in stupid, his press conference? Yeah. I was Reggie's like, oh my tool. god. Whoever wrote that line... I thought it was funny how they always say, zap. They don't say, shoot. I have I, never I, seen I a company say like, they shoot. I want them to say... Let's fucking shoot and kill that damn zombie. He's just it's like this bitch that wants to eat my fucking brains. I know. And it's like... Umbrella Chronicles is this half-assed light gun game. And I almost wish instead of being like this wee half-assed light gun game... It would come to the PS3 or 360 and be uh, Resident Evil's Gun Survivor 3. Wouldn't it be the third one? Because they made two on the... Nope. Or it would be Resident Evil Gun Survivor 5. 5. Resident Evil Gun Survivor was the original Resident oh, Evil Survivor yeah. as we know it. Yes. Gun Survivor 2 Code Veronica. Yes. Gun Survivor 3 Dino Crisis, which got released as Dino Stalker. Gun Survivor 4 Heroes Never Die, which got released as Resident Evil Dead Aim. Gotcha. So I, personally, I feel they should release that game... I hope they, like, update it and make it look really good. And, I mean, this is just way out of the ballpark. But update it, make it look really good, put it on the PlayStation 3, and make it come out with a GunCon 3. I wouldn't doubt that there will be a Gun Survivor 5. Capcom just kind of seems to love that series, and the gun games are just so big in Japan. And Capcom is just rolling in cash right now. They've got so much money. I mean, they don't have as much money as, like, say, EA or Blizzard, but they've got a ton of money. Did you think there was anything else big in the Nintendo press conference? Um, other than the fact that they totally neglected the hardcore gamers, and how Awada came out and talked about how he's been playing games for 30 years, and he hopes you think that we showed hardcore games, and then proceeded to show Wii Fit. I was kind of like, um... Aren't you kind of biting your own tongue here? Yeah, Wii Fit is like the most casual game that was ever casual. It's more casual than Mario Party. Yeah, and Mario Party is pretty casual. It's more casual than Bejeweled. Oh, wait. Yeah, Bejeweled... I wouldn't take that. Yeah, Bejeweled is probably more casual than Wii Fit. 
Bejeweled and uh, Tetris, I think, are the most casual games ever made. Yeah. Because you can put Bejeweled and Tetris in front of any living, breathing person with a pulse, and they'll play it and they'll have a good time. Well, what about Sony now? So move on to Sony. Sony, I was... I kind of liked them because it, their press conference felt more human than the ones they had in past years. Where they kind of just felt like robots standing up there and spouting PR lines the whole time. Bridge th- Racer. I thought it, found it kind of funny how they kind of made fun of himself for saying that. Huh. I don't know if he saw that part. No, I don't recall that but, part. But, uh, yeah, was it Jack Trenton made fun of Kaz Harai for that Ridge Racer thing? And he was like, oh, man, I knew someone was going to make fun of me, but I didn't know it was going to be you today. And I was like, I think huh. every person who's played video games has made fun of you by now, Kaz. But the Sony what do you press... Think of this, uh, what do you think of this new PSP they made? Uh, I think that it's doing the best it can with what it's got. I mean, I know it's not this radical reinvention where everyone wanted, like, 45 megabytes of internal storage and 12 analog nubs and, like, instant loading and instantaneous downloading, where the thing would also do your laundry and wash your dog and cook your dinner and do your taxes and go to work for you and play all your games for you and let you do lots of other awesome things at the same time. Well, you gotta admit, internal storage would have been nice. It would have been nice, but I don't think they could actually do it without raising the price of the system. And I think the one thing they did not want to do with this new thing is raise the price. So I felt like the design they got and came up with and the improvements that they came up with without raising the price of the system, it it's not bad. I mean, it did need to be smaller. It did need to be lighter. Um, it did need to have a longer battery life. And the UMD drive is now faster, so games will not take as long to load. Yeah, the thing with me is I never minded the form factor. I never minded the weight. It's one of those things. But the th- yeah. feature that I think is so overrated is the video out for one like, reason only. I don't really when I'm care. I... When I'm at home, if I want to play a game, I don't pull out my DS. I don't pull out my PSP. I pull out my 360, my PS2, something like that. I pull out an actual console that hooks up to my TV and delivers better quality gaming than a handheld. Exactly. I feel that the the only reason that they came out with this video out feature is to try to bring back their dead UMD movie format. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that makes more sense to me. I mean, you can put in, say, the reason the UMD died is because you couldn't show it on a big TV. The only reason, the only way you could watch it would be, you know, to, uh, to, you know, watch any PSP. You couldn't watch it anywhere else. So I f- it's one of those simple things. Too little, too late. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what they did for the money, they're not ca- ch- charging anything else. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a bad thing. I mean, I feel like it's going to help rejuvenate some PSP sales. Well, now, since you're dying to talk about it, let's talk about the pseudo-price drop. Not quite a price drop, but it More like fooled a f- some of fire the sales. fanboys. More like a fire sale. Which, I admit, they got me. I bought a PS3 during this faux price drop, and I feel you like... You bought a PS3 because of all your gift certificates. If you didn't have yeah. those, you probably wouldn't have bought one. That, that's true, but 
You get, ended up like paying two hundred dollars after the gift my, certificates. Yeah, out of my own pocket. Which you know, if you had all those gift certificates, you probably would have probably done the same thing when you saw it drop a hundred dollars. It's a possibility, but if there was like other stuff I wanted, like if I could get like PC upgrades and stuff with it, I would have bought that instead. Yeah, but PC upgrades on Amazon are so fucking expensive. Yeah, stupid Amazon. I mean, Amazon's should, uh, good for some stuff, but other stuff it's horrendous. Well, to explain to everyone who doesn't know, what Sony did was they introduced a new SKU, the 80 gigabyte model, which includes a free copy of MotorStorm, and was there anything else it included? Um, no, but what the funny thing about the 80 gigabyte was that if you look on the picture of the box, the PlayStation button is red in the center, and anyone that has a PlayStation 3 knows that there is no red light that turns on with that PlayStation button. So everyone is led to speculation that this red button in the center of the thing means that we're going to have a what people are quoting as the shock axis, which should be the yeah, which should be the shock six axis? axis with rumble. Oh, that is the dumbest name I've possibly I know. ever heard. I know. I was going to say somebody else real quick on the name of the bad controller names. Someone else came up with the name of Shock and Yaw. <laughs> well, what they did with this 80 gigabyte model is this model is now going to be $600, just like the 60 gigabyte used to be. Now the 60 gigabyte is going to be $500. The catch is the 60 gigabyte will be discontinued once supplies run out. But you know, at Sony, we're all about adding added value to our consoles for the consumer. I mean, the consumer demands that he wants the more expensive and the more premium product, as shown with our sales of the 60-gigabyte PlayStation 3, eclipsing the 20-gigabyte sales of the PlayStation 3 by almost 80%. I mean, we're all here at Sony. We're all about giving the consumer their added value to their packages. Now, with us giving them 20 extra gigabytes of storage, that's right, 20 extra gigabytes of storage, and adding in a free game, that is so much extra value to our consumers that I feel that we are going to retain their business time after time again. Sorry, that was my Sony PR media quote for why they are discontinuing the 60 gigabyte. The dumb thing is, why only 80 gigabytes? I mean, when Microsoft increased theirs, they took it from 20 to 120, which, of course, is a sizable increase for their downloadable movie service. Speaking of that, I forgot to mention this. You know what pisses me off about all these Disney movies coming to uh, the live marketplace? What's that? No Pixar. Oh, did you hear? What? Big rumor that Pixar will be coming. From what I heard on one of the podcasts, I think it was OXM, they said when asked about if Pixar would be coming, that they, they kind of gave this answer of not yet type thing, not like definitely no. So it could be that maybe either they're working it out now, or maybe they're just like giving you a little at a time, but that possibly could be in the future. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, because the only really Disney movies I ever li- that I like at my current age are the Pixar stuff, because I feel the Pixar stuff kind of has universal appeal across age and you know gender and all that kind of demographic. Plus, who doesn't like computer animation? Yeah, I mean... Still now, I mean, if you go back and watch Toy Story, I mean, Toy Story is probably my one of my favorite movies when I was a child growing up. Woody. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I always really liked those movies for some reason. I always wish my toys would come alive after I saw that. And then you imagine that your toys would come alive like a Chucky doll, and they tried <laughs> oh, to kill gosh. you. Well, without going Chucky's that... Chucky's awesome. He is. So, going on after that, I felt... I don't I wasn't quite blown away by what Sony had for third party. The only thing they really had for third party that I was caring about was Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, 4. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Metal Gear Solid 4. Which they showed a new trailer that absolutely... I mean, if you haven't seen it and you're a Metal Gear Solid fan, go watch it. It will The end of it will absolutely blow your mind. Because it is one of the best trailers Kojima has made. And I've seen almost every trailer that man has made. Yeah, I saw the trailer, and just like Adam Sessler, it made absolutely no sense to me since, like, I'm not in that universe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just but didn't you, make you sense get to it. you. Yeah, I mean, it made some sense to me since I know I know the Metal Gear uh, mythos pretty well. A little confusing? It's a little confusing. I mean, I, I picked up bits and pieces of it. But it's got what? that it's got that Kojima tone where you know he speaks on two levels. He'll speak on like the story level, and then he'll speak on this other plane of this kind of transcending talk, or where he will describe this metaphysical state of something that's greater and grander than the game. Like I've heard this whole. If you watch the thing, he'll talk about how um, oil was the product of the twentieth century and how it drove the thing. And but now it's war is the primary economy of the 21st century. I've heard people saying that this is Kojima talking about the um, video game console wars in his own way through his games. But is, if that's just mere fanboy speculation or truth, it's kind of hard to One tell. One question I have for you about the trailer. Who were those two dudes toward the end of the trailer that were, like, fighting with knives and everything? It looked like they were kind of, like, cyborgs. That... Do you remember the incredibly gay Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 2 that everyone complained about? You mean the one that was naked holding yep. his balls? The guy balls. in the, like, robot ninja suit? That's Raiden from Metal Gear Solid 2. They really made him look cool from, uh, when he, what he was in Metal Gear Solid 2. Um... And the other guy you see is Vamp, who is this vampire, kind of immortal guy from Metal Gear Solid 2. Okay, um, well, so, so, since we're going to talk yeah. about it anyway, what do you think of the Kill Zone trailer? I felt the Kill Zone trailer looked phenomenal. Like, like I was kind of spec- uh, sketchy when I first started watching it, and I was like, oh, great, this is just going to be some stupid thing. But once it got down onto the ground, and, like, I saw the ground combat and all these kind of post-effects they were giving off, it looked amazing. It was kind of like, you'd watch the guy get down, and you'd see this, like, barb of rebarb in f- ahead of the guy, and you'd see, like, getting shot off bit by bit in pieces and all the stuff that was coming off, and, like all the crazy things and how the guns reload and the motion blur when the, when you reload the guns and what it looked like and how visceral and quick and kind of fast-paced it seemed compared to some of the other first-person shooters I had watched from previous at the E3. I mean, it just... It looks really good. It felt like it's gotten rid of all the problems that the original Killzone game had and hopefully is going to fix them and make a really solid game. Because I feel like the Killzone kind of world and setting 
has always been kind of cool, but I felt like uh, Gorilla, I think that's the name of the studio that's developing it, um, always kind of underdeveloped that whole world, never really fleshed it all out, and they kind of kind of felt like the game was rushed more than anything, the original Kill Zone. But, um, I mean, you can't tell me that the Hellgast, you know, the enemies in Kill Zone, yeah. don't look pretty intimidating where you're kind of in the dark and all you really see is their eyes and you don't see anything else. Haven't they used that in other games, though? No, I mean, that I don't. I can't think of anything else. Like but, the kind of sneaking up yeah. phantom enemy and then you finally see them and it's like, oh, holy shit, there they are. Yeah, I mean, if you're wondering if a game just looks good and doesn't play good, when I was listening to um, the One Up Yours podcast for, was it Saturday, I think it came out? They had uh, Guy Kroll from Newsweek. I don't know if you heard him. He's a pretty big uh, game journalist. Um, he actually got to play it at that Sony event they had after the Microsoft press conference. And he said it plays as good as it pretty much looks. Um, he said the cover system, I don't know if you could tell from the trailer, but there's a big cover system. The cover system that's in place um, is like a blending of the best parts of the Rainbow Six cover system and the best parts of the Gears of War cover system oh, together cool. into one. They said the uh, the guy who made the cover system for the you know the Killzone PSP game they made, which is supposed to be really good. Yeah, what about it? Um, the guy who did the the cover system for that game is coding in the cover system for Killzone Two, and I heard the cover system in that game is kind of what Gears of War ripped off. You mean so, of the PSP game? Of the PSP game, yeah. Because the PSP game is a top-down shooter; it's not a first-person shooter. Yeah, a lot of people really hated that from what I hear. What, the top-down shooter the first-person shooter? The top-down. I, I hear really good things about the top-down shooter. So no, I mean I mean a, it being a top-down shooter oh, instead of yeah. a first-person shooter, not like the game in general. Oh, really. yeah, I heard that too, but I mean, once people played it, I think they kind of shut up because it was pretty, it was actually better than the first-person shooter. But it feels like they're taking... They know what they did wrong with Killzone 1. They took everything that people said was wrong about it. They're trying to iron out and fix it and make it look good. I mean, of course it doesn't look as good as that, you know, Target Render they put out, what, two years ago? At E305? But I don't think anything they could have made would look as good as that. I mean, that was just obviously not gameplay. I don't care what they said. But I think for what it's doing, it looks pretty damn good and close for being actual real in-game play. So what do you think of the GunCon... What are they calling it? The GunCon 3 now? GunCon 3? Um, it's going to be pretty... I like it. I mean, it's going to be kind of weird how they have that controller sticking out of the side to try to emulate the analog control in first-person games. So maybe that means we won't have light gun games that are completely on rails from now on. I mean, maybe we'll have some things where we can actually go around and explore. I thought it was like... It looks like horrible, if you ask me, the... The light, st- the uh, what do you call it? A uh, control thing on the side looks like a parasite on the side of the freaking gun. It looks like you're you're holding the gun and then that thing hits your hand and you're like, what the hell? I I really liked the uh, D pad on the back of the gun con too. I thought that was the most ingenious freaking thing they ever did to a gun. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. Gun con games never really took off in the U.S., but they took off huge in Japan. And I think that just because it's so big in Japan, they kind of port them over for the niche audience that they have over here, which I'm glad they do because I like them. Yeah, I love GunCon 
or gun games in general, really. That's why I have the the gun for the Xbox just for House of the Dead 3. Yeah. I kind of wanted to track down that silent scope rifle that they made for Xbox. And use it for Pretty the rare. games. I know, it is. I saw one go on eBay for 30 bucks the other day. Is it still on? Uh, no, somebody else bought it. on. Uh, they were showing it to me on CheapAssGamer.com. But uh, other than that, uh, I know coming away from Sony that I was excited to own a PlayStation 3. That's basically all I could say about it. I was happy and glad that I owned one, and I was really looking forward to what they were putting out on their system. Like, um, if you ask me, Lair looks like it's going to be a really good game. Like, they fixed all the problems that they had with it from the latest E3 build I heard. And that game comes out in, like, a couple weeks, actually. The only PSP game, I mean, PS3 game, close enough, but that I was, like, uh, slightly disappointed with after seeing it actually in action was Heavenly Sword. When oh, he was actually doing yeah. the real fighting system with, like, the different stances, I th- it's one of those things that I've seen done in di- other games that it's never quite worked right. Well, coming the week of, as you know, Heavenly Sword comes out the same week Halo 3 does. I get. I wonder which the gamers are gonna buy. Which do you think Inufei will buy? Probably both. Probably just Heavenly Sword because he's going to be broke this fall. But just because I tend to like action games like that a lot more than the average person, and a lot more than I would a first person, another first person shooter. It's no slight against Halo. I mean, it's a great game, great franchise for what it for, I guess, the matchmaking system it's done, because it's really the only big innovation I've seen it's made to the first-person genre. Um, but I feel like I'm, I, will get, I will like Heavenly Sword more than I'll like Halo 3. I mean, I know I'll eventually buy Halo 3, but I think first I'll buy Heavenly Sword, just because we, do, we don't get enough of those action games. Yeah, I couldn't see myself buying Halo 3 until it's like $10 in the bargain bin, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I know I'm gonna buy that, I mean, so, you'll hear here on the podcast what my impressions are, but just look around on, uh, some sites, let's show some gameplay of it, I mean, it does look, for what you say about the things, when you do stuff, it looks extremely cinematic and, like, movie-like, and it does look really beautiful when they, she pulls off these moves and stuff. Yeah, I do give the game its credits, it's a beautiful game, but, you know... As I've said about a bazillion times, graphics don't make the game, gameplay does. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, I've played. I've honestly played some PlayStation 1 games that play better than, like, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and 360 games. I think we can all say that. Of course. And, you know, we've played just, just the opposite. There's some PlayStation 1 games that play like shit. Yes, I mean... Every console is up and down, so hopefully Heavenly Sword will be good. But I think it's kind of interesting for Heavenly Sword that uh, they got the team that did the special effects for King Kong and Lord of the Rings are doing the special effects for uh, Heavenly Sword. You mean Peter Jackson's King Kong? Yes, Peter Jackson's King Kong. And the guy who you played... You know, you can't just call it King Kong or they'll think it's the original movie. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. And... <laughs> I don't know if you... Uh, I can't remember the guy who played Gollum in the Lord of the Rings movies, but he's also doing motion capture for Heavenly Sword. My precious. My precious. 
So I'm hoping somebody's going to say my precious and heavenly sword. So stay tuned to the Game Nexus podcast. The only source to know if Heavenly Sword has my precious in it. Well, one more rumor I wanted to actually talk about. This recently, I think, was pulled up in the EGM magazine. This, of course, is like pure speculation, but as you know, well, everyone who's listening might not know, Pirate Eve is actually making a return, but on cell phone form, which is like, <laughs> stupid as hell. But the big rumor in the latest EGM issue, which of course might only be a rumor, is that another Pirate Eve game is being developed right now on a console. No other words about it, but um, you never know. I think Square Enix would be just stupid not to take advantage of that franchise in the consoles again. I would like to see them release it as a PlayStation 2 game. Honestly. PlayStation 2? If you look at the cell phone game that's coming out, that cell phone has PlayStation 2 quality graphics. Yeah, the, you never know. If if the game does well enough, they might very well do a port, or it could be that this new game is a totally new game. I mean, one thing I'd hope so, bring it over, is it won't be another goddamn Nomura game, because Tetsuya Nomura is like the Square Enix god now over there. It's like he's got his hand in almost every game that's coming out from that studio. I mean, if he, for the uninitiated, Tetsuya Nomura is the guy who does a character design for... Um, he did it for Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy XII. I know he didn't do it for nine, and I'm not sure about eleven. He's also Final doing Final Fantasy it, ten pones. Yeah, he's also doing it for thirteen and versus thirteen. But he's also directing versus thirteen. And if you didn't know, he directed Advent Children and he directed Kingdom Hearts one and two. So they it's should make what they should make like one the, called Twelve yeah. versus Thirteen. <laughs> That'd be funny. So, but you know what I'm thinking. You remember? What? I don't know if did you ever play Kingdom Hearts one or two? I played a bit of one. Okay, so um, spoiler, spoiler. But if you haven't don't played spoil. Kingdom, if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts two by now, it's not really a big spoiler. But in Kingdom Hearts two, the big um, uh, enemy is this thing called Organization. 13. So, I'm getting... And the funny thing is that all the people in Organization 13 in Kingdom Hearts 2 dress like all the people I've seen in Final Fantasy Versus 13. So I'm thinking that Final Fantasy Versus 13 is going to be a Kingdom Hearts spinoff. You heard it here first. Scoop. Yes, you heard it here first. Pure speculation about a game we know almost nothing about. Other than the dude has really awesome powers and they made a really cool CG trailer for it. Yeah, CG trailers are nice and all. Yeah. But, hopefully... Um, anything you're really disappointed by at E3? Just as a quick... Oh, there's actually a, f- a few things. Of course, no Final Fantasy thirteen at all. TGS. We'll see in TGS in two months. Eh, yeah, but still, it's kind of like the big E3, and it's like... Yeah. Well, E3's not A++ big anymore. plus title. It's like Nothing. E3's become the big American outlet to display their games. I mean, they could have, like, thrown together a quick trailer. They could have just made a 30-second teaser or something. But, yeah, but I don't yeah. even think Square Enix came to E3. I didn't see anything Square Enix at E3. 
One thing I want, one last thing I want to talk about. How about the biggest false rumors of E3? That uh, another fr- dead Nintendo franchise is going to be resurrected. And I of heard course, that one. Uh, no one can forget, you know, the PlayStation Portable Two. Oh gosh, yes. All the stuff that thing does, like. 60 gigabytes of internal hard drive storage, a bigger screen, a longer life battery that would last like 38 hours or something. Takes 20 years age off your skin. I mean, it was going to do some crazy things. It also lifts and separates. Yes. One thing I'm kind of disappointed in is that Square Enix is not bringing over Watch a Dog Listen to Classical Music for the DS. (laughs) Because if there's any non-game that I want to buy and import, it's watch a dog listen to classical music. Because literally, you you put on different, class, different classical music to listen to, and all there is is this animation of a dog that's just wagging his tail listening to classical music. Booyah, that's the shiznit right See, there. See, like, I, I want to import that and go down the street and like just play that, just watch all the people and be like, what the fuck is he playing? See, now that's one of those games you'd want to video out for, so you could just, like, find the biggest TV in, like, Best Buy. Like, that big, like, thing that's made up of all the little screens and, like, just put it out there. Oh, God, that would be freaking awesome. That'd be, like, the game you want to put on, like, the EB demo stations. Because you know how the EB demo, EB demo stations are, like, the most molested pieces of shit ever designed by man. Yeah, they're like the DSs are like all so scratched. Like, the up. DSs are so fucked up. There's no touchscreen anymore. It doesn't the f- work. <laughs> the worst thing on some of those demo stations was it's not a regular stylus. It's basically a plastic stick sharpened to a razor sharp point. Yeah, and then the kids like cut their fingers off. Bastards. I know. Kids are retarded. Yeah, a lot of kids are retarded. In fact, when I'm in the movie theater. I hate when there's kids in there. No matter what, me it just too. annoys the shit out of me when it's like That's... watching a movie and the kid's like, Hey, Mommy, what does that mean? Hey, Mommy, why is he sticking that in there? So that that's why... You probably always think I'm weird, but that's why I always go to the movies at, like, the 10 o'clock showings because there's no little kids at the 10 o'clock showings. I usually go on... Uh, I have a weekday off, and I usually go, like, during the early daytime when, like, even the kindergartners are still in school, so usually it's, like, me and, like, maybe one other person in theater, and nobody ever makes any noise. That's yeah. what I like. I want to watch the movie. I don't want to watch you. I thought the funniest thing is that I found out the, some of the best times to go to a movie is when they have the closed-captioned version of the movie playing, because everyone in there is deaf. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> They never um, have that around here, though. They had it here once, and they had it for Star Wars Episode Three. And me and a bunch of my friends went in and made, like, our own comedy parody when the thing was playing. And, like, all these deaf people could not... They had no idea that we were talking on and on and on and on. Like, never look, never look back at us. That's one of those things that, like, should be on Mystery Science Theater 3000. It would be... Oh, it was awesome. Oh, they... I heard something. Oh, they made this, um... There's this company that makes these Mystery Science Theater 3000 kind of things. And lays you... It's like a movie you download and you lay over top of your game. And they play this sarcastic commenting while you're playing your games. Gosh, I can't think of the company or what games they do it for. But if I find it, 
I'll post a link up on the boards. Yeah, just like you posted that squirrel of yours from like the last podcast two freaking months ago. I will post a squirrel. I just can't. That- He's on my hard drive. I just literally have to put him on Image Shack. <laughs> Image Shack. So I don't know why that just sounds funny. Although it's not as funny as Photo Bucket. Oh gosh, Photo Bucket is funny. Just the name alone. Any other any other games that were absent from E3 that you wish were there? Eh, not really. Not really a ton of games that I was really looking forward to at E3. N- some kind of word about Ninja Gaiden 2 would have been nice. Even if Itagaki was like, Yes, we are working on Ninja Gaiden 2. You know, I'm too busy you know now, he I is. must leave. He's already said that they are. I mean, if he said that ish statement about Ninja Gaiden 2 is going to be so awesome, everyone's going to quit their jobs and stay home all day. I mean, you know he's working on it, otherwise he wouldn't have said that, so... What he should do is when it is uh, when it is like officially announced with the trailer, it has come out in a full uh, Ryu Hayabusa costume. Oh my That'd gosh, be that'd funny. be awesome! I'm I'm thinking TGS will announce that. I think TGS is going to be huge. TGS is going to be the E3 from now on. Yeah, because simply enough, uh, you get some of the zaniest, wackiest things at TGS. Because I mean, yeah. it's freaking Japan. Japan's awesome. And what's awesome? What I wish they would do with our E3. Is like, you know how TGS, they have, like, three days that's just the press, the press go in, have hands-on time, and they have two days that are dedicated to the, it's open to the public, and the public can come in and play these things? Yeah, that's awesome. I wish that's they would like do the that. I wish they would do that for, like, our E3. Like, that way, it, they can incorporate everyone. And what they should do to actually accommodate this, move it to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is perfectly suited for these kind of things. So, I mean, that's where they have CES, and CES is bigger than E3. Bigger than the old okay, E3. Okay, well, so. um, anything else you want to say about E3 this year? We completely forgot to talk about PC games coming out. Oh, sure, let's talk about PC games coming out. How do we forget about well, PC games? We talked about uh, Gears of War. Gears of War. That's just or, about it. Of course, yeah. your Viva Pinata that you're going you're gonna, to, like, buy. I'll buy when it's 20 bucks to get the uh, PC achievements. Oh, booyah, look at that shit. Yeah. But what what else was there really on PC? Of course, Bioshock. Bioshock, which is, it's gonna, I pre-ordered the PC collector's edition because it's only as expensive as regular edition on 360. 360 bitches overpaying. Well, um, what else on PC was? Crisis. Crisis, crisis, crisis. Yeah, that game does look pretty cool, graphically, at least. Graph, that game is amazing. Like, it just looks unbelievable. Like, people are saying, oh, it looks so good graphically. Like, it looks so good gameplay-wise, too, because it's... Like, I don't know if you've seen it, but you have this nano-suit thing. And you have these different powers you have with your nano-suit. Like, you have speed, strength, stealth, agility. And I saw this game, this footage, where the guy had selected speed, and he ran up to this group of enemies, and then he selected strength, and grabbed this one guy by the face, and took his face down to this rock, and started beating the shit out of him, and then, and he was getting shot up at the same time, so he selected stealth and became cloaked and hid back in the jungle, and they're all freaking out looking for him as this guy's, like, holding his face because he got the shit beat out of him, and then you see, um, he, he switches back to speed and rushes back in, switches into strength, 
gets one guy, cracks his neck, and then gets the other guy, takes his gun, shoots the other one, and then finishes off the last guy that he beat his face in that was still recovering. Like, there's just a ton of awesome stuff. It seems like it's open-ended in how you want to kill everybody and have, how you all have these choices. But then mm-hmm. again, it seems like it's going to keep you on a, like a kind of a path of how you know, the story's going to progress, kind of like I think how Bioshock's going to be. Like, Bioshock's going to give you all these options on how you want to do your gameplay. Like, I think Bioshock and Crisis are similar in a lot of ways that people aren't going to see until they play both of them. Like, just yeah, just from what I've seen... Because I also saw this other video where a guy ran into this village, and all these people were shooting him from outside this building. So what he did is he switched to agility, jumped on top of this building, switched to power, punched down into the roof, and broke the building, the top of the building, and got in. It was like it's armory, and he grabbed all these weapons, and then just switched to cloak, and nobody saw him, and he just took out all these people. Like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. It really seems like you're um, Peter Petrelli from uh, Heroes, where you have all these special powers, but you can only use one at a time. I guess it would make a good analogy for how that game would work. I wouldn't doubt there will be a Heroes game one of these days if that show continues the way it is. Yeah, I hope so. I have the HD DVD Season 1 pre-ordered from Amazon. Oh, cool. So uh, hopefully that will get here um, in August sometime. So, um, anything else on PC you saw looked good? Well, of course there was Fallout 3. That runs on the oh. Oblivion engine. Oh, gosh, Fallout. I, it looks so good. It's one of those things you just want to go and get the two original games while you're waiting for it and give them a try. But then again, we have so much stuff from now till then. Till then. To keep you occupied. I still have stuff exactly. from last Christmas that I haven't even got through yet. Like what? Um, I still have Civilization 4 I haven't played through. I have, I haven't finished Final Fantasy 12. I have Valkyrie Profile 2, Tales of the Abyss, Grandia 3, Disgaea 2, Yakuza, Digital Devil Saga, Rogue Galaxy. Um, basically that's like probably $500 of the gameplay right there. Huh. Well, uh, okay, uh, on that note, one of, one of the, uh, one of the things we, we were, like, real excited about. This, was, of course, was pre-E3, was Virtual Fighter Five on the 360 will be fully online. It'll have a bunch of, ton of upgrades. We're going to be playing that. Yes. Of course, we have our our uh, Xbox Live. He's in Ufe. I'm Game Master 14 XIV on uh, Xbox Live. I also have confirmation that Updog2004 will be buying Virtual Fighter Five for 360. Awesome. So, if we can just get Vampire Rain to buy Virtual Fighter Five for the Xbox 360, we should be good to go. There you go. So, I guess on that note, in the wrap-up of the... Okay. One more thing. Okay, one more thing. How about your your super happy trivia question? Okay, so Inifei is running a super happy ultra trivia question this week. And hopefully every week that we do a podcast... Um, if I'm feeling generous, I might send your ass something if you get it right. Um, if not, then I'm sorry. It could be... Yeah, basically, you'll just pick someone at random and send them something. Yes. So, Inufei's awesome podcast-tacular 
super, ultra, mega, alpha, reloaded, EX, two. For matching service. Squared. Trivia question of the week comes from the production company Rooster Teeth. Anyone that has watched um, Red vs. Blue, the popular Halo parody series, um, has seen a Rooster Teeth production before. Lately, they just wrapped up uh, Red vs. Blue and they're not going to make any more episodes. But they are moving on to create uh, a series called 1-800-MAGIC, which is pretty funny so far in the episodes they come out with. Um, and it's a parody based off the Shadowrun world. So, uh, during when Rooster Teeth was in its prime making Red vs. Blue, they started another small spin-off series based on another game. What you need to do is tell me what game it was based off of and what was the name of the series that they created and how many episodes did it run. If you can send all three of those things to inufe at gmail.com, then I will read your name and whatever message you send to me over Gmail on the air next time. Yeah, make the subject line something like "In You Face Podcast Question," just so In You Face will know that you're one of the people trying to answer this question for him. Yes, and not some guy to sell me Viagra. Yeah, because there's just too many of those damn guys. And if you're one of those guys listening, we viciously want to murder you right now. I do not need Viagra. Please stop asking me if I need the blue pill. <laughs> what about the red pill? I don't know. It's a tough question. Had to, had to just insert a random Matrix. Matrix. I, I went back and watched the Matrix on last weekend. I don't know why. I just felt like watching all three Matrix movies, so I sat down on Saturday and watched all three of them in a row. What do you think? I still love them as much as I did when I first watched them, even though one's the best. Two and three, awesome. aren't, two and three aren't bad movies, but they're just not as good as one. Well, I guess that's all for us today. So, yep, I guess on that note, we will be wrapping this thing up. So That's a goodbye from the Game Nexus podcast. Of course, as usual, I'm Game Master 14. And I'm Inufe. Keep the game playing strong. And, and we'll uh, see you in another week or two. And from now, we're Ghost. Bye. Goodbye.